personal story or a sports story that I might throw in. So welcome, welcome, welcome. One thing I may have talked about in the past that I am, I am a big fan of history. I love history. Love all things history and primarily American history for the most part. Fascinates me. I think this country is great and learning how we came to be just is a, a story that needs to be studied. But also part of that history are our firearms. And start thinking about, you know, the greatest firearm designers. Who are they? Who do you think it is? Is it Samuel Colt and the revolver? Is it Eugene Stoner and the AR-15 M16 platform? Mikhail Kalishnikov and the AK-47? Or John Browning and the multitude of firearms that he designed? Well, arguments can be made for all of them. I'm probably going to eventually talk about all of them and maybe more. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on during weeks when there's some downtime, maybe talking about other things, more history related about how firearms came to be and, and things like that. But if you look at John Moses Browning, you can't argue that he is not one of the greatest. His resume is impressive. He's granted 128 patents for his work. In addition to the patents, he also designed seven different cartridges, the 25 ACP. 32 ACP, 38 ACP, the Browning 9 mil, the 9 millimeter Browning long, the 380 ACP, the 45 ACP, and the 50 BMG. And he's also a member of the National Inventors Hall of Fame for his patent on the breech loading firearm. It's pretty impressive. But one common misconception about Browning is that John Browning designed firearms for Browning Farms. And in fact, Browning Farms are, Firearms was actually established after his death, the majority of his designs, especially his earlier ones, were for Winchester and Colt. And then, in addition to Winchester and Colt, he also designed for FN, Remington, and Savage. But towards the end of his life, he was working with FN and actually died while working for him. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But a little history on John Browning. He was born a Mormon settler in Ogden, Utah, in January 23, 1855. His parents, Jonathan Browning and Elizabeth Clark, were Mormons who settled in Utah after the Mormon exodus in 1847. His dad was a gunsmith himself. And Jonathan, after, often had young John in the shop alongside with him, where he learned the concepts of manufacturing and engineering. And then the elder Browning also encouraged experimentation. And by the age of 11, John had created his first firearm from a, just a collection of pieces that he'd gathered. And, and by the time he was 18, John had taken over his father's family business. So he was quite prolific when he was young and he found his calling quickly. He, Browning, John Browning, one of the reasons I'm talking about him first is he's responsible for two of my favorite firearms, the, the 1911 and the Browning High Power. Now, the High Power wasn't finished until after his death, but he was responsible for the major design elements of it. And I think these two are just two of the finest handguns ever. But like I said, his most successful designs were the 1911 pistol, the water-cooled M1917, the air-cooled M1918, and the heavy M2 machine guns, the M1918 Browning BAR and the Browning Auto 5 were the first semi-automatic shotguns. And then some of these arms are still manufactured, often with only minor changes and cosmetics 
for, to those that was originally his design. And the Browning 1911 and high power are some of the most copied firearms in the world. So Browning was a, he was a prolific designer. Like I said, we had 128 patents and while he continually designed and he, he, he was a worker. He continued to work and work. In fact, he died at his workbench working for FN. But his designs, he continued to modify his design. And one of the things that I've heard that people tried to explain his genius was he was unique. He had this ability at, at mental spatial manipulation. They say he could visibly, he could create visual mechanical objects in his mind, kind of like a CAD drawing, iteratively manipulated and, you know, fashion various things to him and then reduce that design in his head into metal directly. And he never used any kind of blueprints. He did everything in his head and with his hands, which is amazing. He was an amazing designer with a lot of amazing techniques and he had a special gift. And I think we should be thankful that he used that gift for, for what it was used for designing some of the most fantastic firearms in the world. So was he the greatest? If you look at his scope of work, He's up there. He is on the Mount Rushmore of firearm designers. Who's on your far- Mount Rushmore list of firearm designers? What's your favorite firearm? What, what do you, what do you think are cool? Let me know. We'll talk about some of these as we move along through the year, but I want to start with John Moses Browning because, you know, I, I think he's the pinnacle and we all owe a tip of the hat to him for his designs and what he's done for the firearms. I just think it's great. So I appreciate you listening. You know, share this podcast. Enjoy it. Let me know your thoughts. Give me feedback. Appreciate anything you have to say. And until later, take care.